When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. These are the best days of our lives. Uh, make it stop. Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good. A bonus episode because of all the goofy shit that we had happen today in the Vanderpump sphere. I just came off doing a uh, Beverly Hills recap of the first part of the reunion. And Danielle Oliveira from Summer House was on that as well. But there's been so much that happened today. With the Rachel Levis lawsuit levied against Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, you had Z- Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright. Brittany saying that they were living apart, and then Jax Taylor later in the evening caught by a roving reporter outside of a gym facility. Jax going, no, we're, we're living together. All's good. All's good. We're going to talk about that. Talk about the lawsuit. Talk about Bethany Frankel. Oh, and uh, we'll we'll try to make some sense of this together as a family and uh, see what we can come up with. Now, I want to say uh, off the bat, like, you know, some of these things are sensitive topics, so I'll try to handle them with care. And of course, you guys have your opinions. Just, this is just the way I see it. And we'll go through some of these court documents together to try to make heads or tails of this. But I want to, you know, I want to also pay attention and place some focus on when all of this is coming out. In the last week, we have had Leah McSweeney. We have had Brandy Glanville uh, threaten a lawsuit. Um, You know, of course, we're still dealing with Caroline Manzo, which is kind of away from reality reckoning. That's its own thing. Um, And then today, Rachel Levis. So 
really, this is what I believe is a coordinated attack um, on Bravo, NBC Universal, and Andy Cohen. And we'll get into a little bit more of why I think that. Now, there was something really done wrong here in, in regards to Rachel Levis, and I want to point that out. And if you listen to my recaps, um, you know, if you get past all the silly bullshit I say, I have said, you know, we are still not talking about what Tom Sandoval did is potentially illegally screen recording Rachel in a sexual situation. Now, the lawsuit takes it a step further, brings Ariana Maddox into it and brings in distribution. Um, and uh, I think that is a very dangerous accusation that they're really going to have to back up. And we're going to try to look at this at uh, a couple of different angles, including Ariana's. Now, also the timing of this, this is the eve of the one year anniversary of Scandaball. This is when it started a year ago. And I got to tell you, my life has been great ever since. What a year. What a great year. Was it a great year for you guys? Uh, They're really going to beat this to death, beat this to oblivion. And at this point, I don't think Ariana and Tom are going to have to worry about like selling the house. They're just going to have to potentially give it to uh, some kind of court order uh, to pay for whatever, you know, they're going to have to pay Tom. And I think that should be Tom Sandoval, if anybody. I also want to point out that I also hope that... um Mm. I hope that Rachel is truly doing this of her own accord and it's not being used by somebody else, just like she was used by Tom Sandoval. But we'll get into all of that. How are you guys doing? Man, what a day, right? I woke up super like woke up at 7 a.m. Had a, to uh, got the opportunity to interview Danielle Oliveira. That was early. And then all this information came out. I got off of that, immediately got hit with that Rachel Levis news. Then uh, was... Um, got a tip from somebody uh, close to the Vanderpump situation to let me know to pay attention to Britney's podcast today. And in the last two minutes of that podcast, she said that her and Jax Taylor are living apart, taking some time, I'm taking some time. And uh, everybody was like, whoa. And then everybody obviously thinks this is PR promotion for the new show, The Valley, which comes out in a couple weeks, which portrays all of these people as just a bunch of married couples with kids just trying to learn how to grow up, which would be interesting to then have a couple breaking up on the eve of a premiere where you are promoting what it's like to, to move to the Valley, raise a family and try to, to live a, a good old American fashion family life, you know, um, and I, I have been told that this is 100% real. But at the same time, I really don't know what to believe anymore. You guys, I don't know. Like I've been told it was real. Uh, I don't even necessarily know if I want to believe it's real, but I've been told it's real. Also, I was on Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag's podcast on Spotify this week, Spidey's 16th minute, check it out. Um, but we did have a conversation about Jax and Brittany before this came out. And my speculation has always been of like, you know, First off, I know the paycheck. It's a lot of money, obviously, to come back to TV. But why potentially put yourself in jeopardy? And especially for somebody like Jax, put yourself back in this kind of lion's den where you've exhibited some of the worst behavior on reality television. Why risk your family that you profess to love so much? Why risk that? Uh, I think we've all heard rumors about Jax um, through the years and have speculated if he's been faithful or not. Um, and obviously something came out unless you subscribe to the notion, which is just as crazy that he is doing or they are doing this to promote the show. Um, my thing about that is just how it, it's sad either way you look at it. 
it's sad if it's true and it's sad if it's not true because i think you still then have to walk around and you are levying your family for money you know and 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 i would imagine that you think that's some sort of like noble cause but at the end of the day do you really want to walk around town or through life uh and ha- have whispers you know when you're walking around at disneyland with your family going that's the guy that like uh cheats on his wife all of the time you know like yeah she moved out of the place do you want that to be i don't know I don't know. I'm very confused about it. But at the same time, also, this is what happens when you do not have a reliable narrator. Jax is not a reliable narrator. He is uh, on these shows. I do not know him in real life, but on these shows proven to have been a liar. You know, it was almost pathological uh, lying at a point. And, you know, they made fun of it on Vanderpump Rules. Remember that episode where Sandoval was like, he told me he was in Apocalypto 2. Apocalypto was that movie directed by Mel Gibson like 12 years ago. And he lied to Sandoval saying he was in part two of that movie, which was like, what a ridiculous, big old bald face lie that almost made you laugh because it was so ridiculous. But that's the thing with Vanderpump Rules, though. I mean, that's the thing that is fascinating and really sad is that the men of Vanderpump Rules seem to be in arrest development where now, you know, if this is true, uh, Jax is obviously his relationship marriage on the rocks. You have Schwartz broken up after a marriage. You have Sandoval cheated on his nine year relationship. And yes, they've all done this in the past, but now these are, you know, men that are grown and it just shows how big of idiots us men are. You know, these women are out there working their asses off, you know, trying to do everything in their power to like actually make a career. That's why it was so frustrating to have Ariana as part of that lawsuit. Cause it's like, dude, She's the only one out there not fucking doing a podcast going, okay, in this episode, uh, Rachel, uh, I realized was lying bald face to my face about all of this shit while she was fucking my boyfriend at the time that I lived with. Now in the court papers, we'll go over this. It also speculates or actually says that this was all known. Now it, it gets into that QAnon thing that like this conspiratorial thing that so many people have been pushing that this is all fake. Now, this is a thing that I think they're going to get tripped up on. And I'm talking about, you know, Bethany, I mean, Rachel's lawyers. It's one and the same, right? <laughs> uh, they're going to get tripped up on that on a, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think ultimately, you know, what they're trying to do, from my opinion, reading that the, the papers is I think they're trying to sow seeds of doubt. It's not even a matter if they can prove it. It's just that, can they get you to believe it? A lie sometimes can spread way faster and way farther than the truth because people want to believe the lie. People get excited. They get titillated by the lie. And that's something that's, that's exciting. Can this, could this have happened? Could we have had the wool uh, pulled over our eyes? Oh, uh, oh shit. Hippie, hippie, stop. Hippie, no, please. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh, sorry. That was hippie. Uh, Graham Cracker actually did file a lawsuit as well today for having to watch Sandoval and Rachel Bone in her studio apartment last year. And this is the one lawsuit that I'm actually really hoping goes uh, hippie's way. I just want him to be able to get his own pad somewhere. Yeah, no, I want you to. Uh, of course, hippie. Yes. A lot of bones, a lot of treats. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I think this is a lot of, and now this is a coordinated attack where you're getting this different lawsuit every day. Oh my God, Andy's doing a bunch of blow with housewives. Oh my God, he's propositioning Brandy for sex. Oh my God, it's, you know, it's just so, it's so titillating. It's so in your face. It's so, oh my God. You know, they kept trying to throw the name Matt Lauer out at you last week in regards to Andy, and that doesn't seem to have picked up a lot of steam. We'll see where all this goes, but they do have an end goal in mind. But if you're talking about the reality reckoning with Bethany Frankel, I still don't know what the end goal is in terms of actually helping reality stars. It just seems like you're trying to burn it all down. It's more the Joker than it is... uh, I'm trying to think of like, uh, like some kind of union, you know, it, it's just more Joker behavior than it is somebody trying to actually help an industry in which you were a big part of at one time. And it's great that Bethany Frankel has woken up and realized how cringy this has all been. In fact, Bethany Frankel, uh, canceled her own housewives rewatch podcast today rewives and we'll play a clip of her uh ending the show and of course you know she it's it's you know i don't want to be a part of the negativity anymore girl you are deep in the negativity you are begging people to bring out the negativity you are putting a bright spotlight on the negativity you want more negativity but it is funny now to cancel something that you had copied the format of so many other shows originally when we first made fun of you. And I want to point out if Bethany Frankel hadn't have done that, watch what happens live with Jeff Lewis, where she felt like she was being made fun of because Jeff asked her a question of like, Oh yeah. I mean, you're doing a recap podcast of housewives like everybody else is doing, which was true. But Bethany took high offense to that. And that really seemed to be the start of a lot of this was Bethany feeling disrespected somebody of her stature, somebody that big to be disrespected. And it seems like it really lit a fire under her ass and she is not going to stop. Now, a lot of you people or some of you people really believe in what Bethany is doing. And I want to give credence to that. I want to try to respect that. But I also would ask you to say overall, what is she trying to do that you think will actually be help? Or you have to ask yourself these tough questions or do you want to burn it all down as well? Do you want this to all go away? And I think that's something that if you, you know, some people really do. Some people are like, I just like mess. I just like drama. I love it. I love when shit like this happens. And I sometimes find that disappointing as a mindset because these shows have brought us so much joy. Yeah, they brought us a lot of pain. But overall, how many amazing moments have we gotten out of reality television? And I do not want to burn that all down at all. At all. Um, And like I've said many times, you know, corporations, you know, I hate to break it to everybody. They're there to make money. That's not going to change. And I think sometimes Bethany wants just a bigger piece of that pie rather than actually helping everybody around her. Um, Okay. And the reason I keep bringing up Bethany Frankel is uh, the reason when this first happened with Rachel today, when this came out, I was like, Oh my God. And then I was like, wait a sec. Somebody in my Facebook group had, uh, sent it. And I was like, Hey, do you know who the lawyers are on this? I just gotten out of the interview. And of course it was Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos. Ding, ding, ding. Now, if those names found familiar, they should, because Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos are also the attorneys representing Brandy Glanville. And they're not only representing Brandy Glanville, you guys, they are rep- representing Bethany Frankel. 
She hired these powerhouse attorneys in July. They are the head of all of this. That's why I say this is coordinated. That's why this is all tied together. This is stems from Bethany Frankel. And, you know, uh, Bethany is loaning out these powerhouse attorneys, it seems like, to these ladies. Um, whether they're going to admit that or not, whether they're going to say it's a lucky coincidence, you know, sorry, that's just not the case. This is part of it. This is part of it. And that's the frustrating part is, is that it all stems from Bethany. Now, Rachel does, like I said, have a very strong complaint in what Tom Sandoval did. But then when you bring Ariana into it, and then in the court documents themselves, it starts actually uh, going even away from the actual complaint and starting to bring up DJ James Kennedy's behavior, saying that Bravo and Evolution Media knew about things that he had done in the past, you know, trying to like really sow the seeds of doubt on production on Bravo, really trying to make a huge mess. And also the confusing part is when you get into it, the court documents actually go against Rachel Levis's own podcast and own narrative. And that's where I get really confused. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Rachel, if you are out of a mental health facility, which I really applauded you so many times for going into and really working on yourself and learning your own patterns of dangerous behavior, and you're telling us the truth in your podcast, which I actually thought, I, I keep saying, better communicator than Tom Sandoval, which doesn't take much at this point. But I was still saying really, really admirable that she's doing this. But then to lie against that narrative in court papers, or you're telling the truth in the court papers and then lying on your podcast and saying, now Ariana did know, I, which is it? You're part of the problem again now. You're not helping anything. I mean, what is this about? Like, has Bethany convinced you that this is actually good for everybody? Or is it just, I need some money. I want some money. And at this point, if this is what you were going to do, these kind of dramatic overtures, you should have just signed up for Vanderpump Rules Season 11. My God, you should have had your voice heard. And I will say also the papers say ruined her reputation. 
He has been vilified. Yes, she has been vilified. He did a really dumb, bad thing. She would also be vilified if she was not on television. Her friends and family would still vilify her. These things in real life happen, and those people are vilified for a time. And then you dig yourself out of that hole, which is what I thought she was doing. And now I feel like she's like, ah, give me a shovel. I'm going to keep digging it deeper. But I'm going to do it under this good cause because Bethany keeps chewing in my ear, telling me how great this will be and how I'm going to be protected. You can only imagine these conversations. And I don't, I just probably, I would think at this point, she's convinced herself that this really is a good thing. And I would really think, man, really all this time in a mental health facility, I already, you know, kind of was doubting doing the podcast because it's like, oh, it seems like you actually do want to be kind of a celebrity and a star instead of going off and teaching yoga classes or getting into special education like you would once wanted to. You want to be a star now, like you're knee deep back into it. Like, uh, it, it seems like you do want the intention, the attention instead of actually just, you know, cause people like Sandoval, they're lost. I mean, they're gone. There, there's no way at this point, Sandoval is investing in actually ever having a normal life after reading that New York times article. And I do want to point out, I gave incorrect information. Meditza said that Tom's podcast wasn't out this week. It was just late. He did actually release a podcast today. I was like, oh, good. He's finally listening to somebody who's going to shut up for a while. But no, he's back. But he did leave lead off his podcast with an apology. Hey, everyone. Before we get into this podcast, I wanted to, um, again, apologize for the comments that I made in the New York Times article. I stupidly was trying to make a comparison of the absurd amount of national media that my affair received. And the comparison I made was stupid and ignorant and I'm really embarrassed and I'm really, really sorry. Hey everyone, before. And if it wasn't for Lala and Sheena's podcast and the merchandise, ah, okay. So he apologized, right? He did say, uh, due to the absurd amount of it, like, even when you start like then making qualifications, like just apologize, dude, just, Hey dude, what's up? I just wanted to start this podcast by saying, I'm sorry for all the stupid jokes I make on So Bad It's Good. I should start every podcast. Hey guys, it's me. Just want to uh, make a blanket apology for all the stupid things that I say on a daily basis. I'm truly embarrassed. My family uh, is weird when they talk to me now. And uh, I do get a lot of negative comments thrown my way. <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude. But I thought he would take a break. But this guy keeps on trucking. He is like a... Uh, he is like a dumb energizer bunny. Uh, and of course, in that podcast, he then goes on to talk about SNL and being mentioned on John Oliver and him and Schwartz. Like the Schwartz is like, it just wasn't funny. Like it was cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I've always been a fan of SNL and John Oliver that leaves with funny when I was compared to a stupid pig. But, you know, like it just doesn't even land. You know, it really does. Like they, he does seem to like kind of get off on it. Now he also critiques actual the comedy of it all. I mean, sometimes I can actually agree with Tom on that. I don't think SNL is funny. But uh, so we do get Tom apologizing on his podcast. He is still out there talking, doing what he does best. Oh, it is just so much happening. Um, okay, let's uh, let's actually play the Britney clip where she talks about uh, taking some time away from Jax, and then we'll go to the court documents, okay? My last podcast, I alluded to many marriages go through rocky times, but with all the speculation online and stories running rampant, I wanted to be transparent with you guys. Yes, marriages in general are very hard, 
and I've had a particularly rough year in mind this past year. Jackson and I are taking time apart, and I made the decision to move into another home to take some space for the sake of my mental health. I won't get into too many details right now because this is still very hard to talk about, and I'm taking things one day at a time. I don't know what the future holds, but right now my focus is on being the best mom to cruise. And I love you guys. Pray for us, and everything will be just fine. Pray for you guys. I have to pray for Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber this week, and now I have to pray for you guys. Uh, so that is Brittany's comments on her podcast today. It was in the last two minutes of her show. And I was tipped off by somebody um, uh, close to the situation. And that swears, like I said, that this is 100% true. Now, I was on Kristen Doty's podcast uh, last week, and we talked about this. And she said, listen, no, Brittany, they have another house that she sometimes shoots Jenny Craig commercials in, but I think they're fine. Now, I don't know if Kristen Doty just didn't know. I don't know if... She did know, and she was just not telling. Like, because also, if you think about the reality of the situation, are you going to just like bust out like somebody that you're friends with if they actually tell you information to somebody on a podcast for all all of us to consume? But like I said, Jax has always been an unreliable narrator, so the question is remains. Like, even if I'm told it's 100 percent true, of course there is doubt, and of course the timing of this is so weird. But with everything ramping up since Scandal, it ramped up for everybody, including Jackson, Brittany. And so there is a world in which Jax has been on the road. He's been out there. Who knows? Maybe he's been tempted. Maybe he's been tempted many times. Who knows? And that's a hard pattern of behavior to break. I don't know. We will probably find out more information as time goes on. Um, I just think it, it's sad either way you look at it. Now, Brittany, I've had some disagreements in how she views the world and in certain things like with the pastor back in the day, but she does. And everybody says she is such a nice person. She is somebody that truly believes in Jax. I think we've seen that even if certain things you don't see eye to eye with a person on, you try to be like, okay, this person seems to take their relationship and being a mother very seriously. Now, Jax, uh, Jax, this is great. He was working out and a, uh, you know, not a TMZ reporter, but somebody, oh, I missed that guy. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, Jax, is it true um, that your wife left you? Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. You seem like a nice guy. Oh my God. Are we going to have Jax Taylor on Howie Mandel soon? And Howie Mandel makes him like shave his sideburns or something on the show. Um, <laughs> um, so Jax was uh, caught by a roving reporter. I don't know if he was tipped off. I don't know how any of that works. It has been known to happen, but uh, this is Jax talking about it outside with a roving reporter. How's the new living arrangement? How you, how you, live, how you guys are doing with that? We're living in our home right now. Oh, lovely, because there was a story that was online. She was in a, in a house for a while, but uh, uh, yeah, she's, she's back now. We're, we're trying to figure it out. This is, this is all fresh and new. Now, he is completely sweaty just after a workout, but he is saying Brittany is back in the house. So grand closing, grand opening, who knows what is going on? Uh, I don't know if Jax is even lying in that clip. I don't know. And either way, it's exhausting. And, you know, so many people commented when I posted this of like, I'm still not going to watch the Valley. Da, da, da. I'm going to give that show a shot, but I don't like to be lied to. I want to be told the truth. I'm going to watch the show anyways, if it's shitty or good. I don't need to be lied to on top of it. My tendency is to believe that this is true. Like it is not hard to believe that Jax did something to potentially fuck up his relationship. 
That's not a stretch to believe. It's just that the timing of this, and we are also conspiratorial about everything because we've been lied to so many times in the past uh, that, that you just don't know what end is up. And the attention economy, and especially the Vanderpump Rules attention economy, everybody is trying, everybody's got a podcast, every cast member, every, you know, like they're all trying to pull your attention in so many different directions that it's easy to get lost in the fold. And I would imagine Jax would want this show to do good. Now, is this something that that would be done to make that show more appealing? Like, does this make the show more appealing? Or... Is it may is it kind of a ding on the show? Because like I said, you're like, wait a sec, you're still the same dude, and we're gonna act, like, we're gonna watch you potentially act like you're a good old family man when that's not the case. It's like another summer house where it's like, wait a sec, we know already that Lindsay and Carl break up by the end of the summer, and we have to watch the entire season knowing that. So are we gonna watch the Valley already knowing that Jax has cheated on Brittany? And we're going to have to watch this whole thing knowing that we're not being told the truth already. It's kind of like Kyle Richards on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trying to protect the actual truth of her life. And the viewers sometimes get really frustrated with all of that, right? So that is the Jackson Brittany of it all. I'm sure they will break up, get back together, break up, get back together a couple more times before the season premiere of The Valley. But uh, I hope for Brittany's sakes, everything is, is okay. And I'm curious to know what, information more will come out about all of this. And also Jax has his Jax's saloon now on Ventura Boulevard in, in, uh, in, uh, studio city. So I don't know, man, I just feel like it's like putting yourself out there so much. And, uh, I was worried about that from the beginning and we, we've just seen Jax do so many wild shitty things. Yikes. Oh man. Do you think Tom Sandoval is like, Dude, um, do you want me to give you advice, man? Like, just imagine those Schwartz, Sandoval, and Jax just giving each other advice and just like, how did we get here, man? We all have nice cars, but how did we get here? Okay, let us move on to the Rachel Levis lawsuit. Okay, I'm reading these court documents off of one of my favorite Instagram accounts, uh, Vanderpod Recaps. I talk about this account, I think, every episode now. Uh, like I said, I don't have the time to listen to all these. So it's a great account that really sums up what they're talking about in terms of Vanderpump rules. And I cannot shout this person out enough. Uh, hopefully uh, I'll get her on the show one day and we can have a greater conversation where I can thank her to her face because I just think she is so helpful putting all of this information out there. So go give her a follow. I think she is just, you know, it's just a real useful service for people like me and people like you that are fans of these things and um, really don't have anything else to do with their lives. So we just read things on Instagram. So anyways, these are Superior Court of the State of California, County of Los Angeles, Rachel Levis, an individual plaintiff versus Thomas Sandoval, an individual and Ariana Maddox, an individual and does one through 50 inclusive. Now the does John and Jane does, right? So there are 50 people that are potentially not named in this. Now the complaint for damages and injunctive relief for eavesdropping revenge porn, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. If we're allowed to sue for intentional infliction of emotional distress, am I allowed to sue for Scandable? We have all been inflicted emotional distress, and Tom complains about all of the memes and all the pods that we do, so can we uh, sue as well? I mean, I feel like that's what it's getting down to. Like, either we're going to get sued, the audience, or we're going to be able to sue 
uh, like, can I sue Rachel Levis? Like, can I, what, what, uh, like, I feel like we are so litigious as a society. And also you'll be surprised. The revenge porn is mainly against Ariana Maddox. So this is the uh, preliminary statement. You know, talks about Rachel Levis being a former cast member of Vanderpump Rules, a reality television produced by Evolution Media and broadcast by Bravo Media, an asset of NBC Universal. Uh, the case arises from a scandal of epic proportions. I love when court documents start reading like Lord of the Rings. In March 2023, stemming from an affair between Levis and another cast, cast member, Tom Sandoval, as it came to be known. Also, if they are claiming that this has all been kind of somewhat staged that Ariana knew, would it be in an affair? <laughs> would it be? Would you label it an affair in court documents? Wouldn't it just be a relationship? Um, you know, Scandal, as it came to be known, went instantly viral and was the subject of extraordinary press coverage, coverage even in the mainstream media. <laughs> Don't tell Tom that. Scandal injected new life into a previously faltering series. So now they are painting this picture of a desperate show on its ropes. And yes, it was boring. It wasn't doing great. But a lot of shows on Bravo aren't doing great. A lot of shows on TV don't do great. But it's trying to present a desperate place for this show and its cast members, um, causing its viewership to explode to unseen levels and make its, making its cast members mega celebrities. Due to a narrative deliberately fomented by Bravo Evolution and the cast, Levis became an object of public scorn and ridicule. Once again, I will say... Pretty much every one of those cast members have at one point became an object of public scorn and ridicule, but not to this scale. Two, to be clear, Levis, Levis has repeatedly acknowledged that her actions were morally objectionable and hurtful to Maddox. Well, Rachel, if Ariana knew about all of this, why would it be hurtful? I, I, okay, anyways, she has, offers, she has offered numerous apologies. There is more to the story, however. Lost in the mix was that Levis was a victim of the predatory and dishonest behavior of an older man who recorded sexually explicit videos of her without her knowledge or consent, which were then distributed, disseminated, and discussed publicly by a scorned woman seeking vengeance, catalyzing the scandal. Oh my God, did she start a podcast called Ariana Goes Rogue? No, that was Rachel. Okay, uh, Levis ultimately checked herself into a mental health facility and remained there for three months while Bravo Evolution and the cast milked the interest her exploration had peaked. To make matters worse, Levis was misled by Bravo and Evolution into believing that she was contractually barred from speaking out about her mistreatment. Uh, at some point, she realized, obviously, that wasn't true because she's spoken out plenty. As a result, she suffered in silence as Bravo and Evolution watched viewership explode and the rest of the cast enjoyed unseen levels of public recognition and professional opportunity. Meanwhile, Levis, who was humiliated and villainized for public consumption, remains a shell of her former self with her career prospects stunted and her reputation in tatters. But if you listen to her podcast, she is not a shell of her former self. She's actually finally gotten in touch with who she actually is. In fact, I was beginning to look at it as like a phoenix rising from the ashes. And now this was the actual real Rachel Levis. Better than ever. Realizing her, you know, frailties as a human. Recognizing her patterns of behavior and love. And coming back stronger. So I never thought a shell of her former self. Having taken the time necessary to heal mentally and emotionally, Levis brings this action at long last to attain a measure of justice that has so far eluded her. Um, 
So it talks about the defendants. Does one through 50 are individuals and or entities whose true names and capacities are currently not known to Levis. Does one through 50 are does one through 50 are legally responsible and liable to Levis to the extent of the liability of the named defendants. Levis will seek leave of the court to amend this complaint to reflect the true names and capacities of the defendants designated herein as does one through 50 when such identities and capacities become known. So my speculation is that, is this something that she is alleging that this revenge porn was sent to does one through 50? Is that what this is alleging? Um, let me know if you guys have clarity on that. At all relevant times, herein, herein, each of the defendants was the agent, servant, employer, employee, joint venturer, partner, and or alter ego of each of the named defendants herein, and was at all times operating and acting within the purpose and scope of said agency, service, and blah, 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 blah. Um, this jur- jurist, by the way, they are requesting a jury trial. Oh man, <laughs> like it's like the one time I want to be called for jury duty. Can you imagine I show up? They're like, do you uh, have any reason that you should not be on this jury? And I'd be like, nope, never watch the show. Uh, I'm just here to do my uh, civic duty to God and country. Uh, what's going on? Vanderpump Rules? I don't even have cable. Is that a show? Huh? Oh, is that what they were talking about on Saturday Night Live when they said the thing about Scandal? I didn't even find it funny. Okay, yeah, let's do it. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That would be amazing. Anyways, the hostile and unsafe working environment on Vanderpump Rules is one of the general allegations. Talks about Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. uh, Series premiered in Bravo in 2013. Uh, Talks about Lisa being the central figure of the series and her employers. Levis made her first appearance on the show as a girlfriend of cast member James Kennedy, a DJ prone to violent outbursts and grappling with long-standing substance abuse issues and emotional dysregulation. Kennedy would regularly berate Levis, falsely accuse her of cheating, and act in a generally unhinged manner. Some of this was captured on camera, some was not. Levis eventually warned Kennedy that she would leave him if he did not stop drinking. However, she soon learned that his despicable behavior was not solely a function of alcohol abuse. At Thanksgiving, with Levis's family in Arizona, Kennedy erupted at Levis's mother and father and kicked her family dog four times in uncontrollable 
rage. Okay, so we did know about a blow up at dinner with her parents. I believe that has been mentioned before, but we have not heard the DJ James Kennedy kicking the dog four times. What the fuck? Uh, Levis ended their relationship and broke off their engagement in 2021. Kennedy's history of violent and dangerous behavior was well known by Bravo, Evolution, and the cast. Kennedy once physically assaulted then cast member Christian Doty on camera. The footage, however, never aired. Nor has Kennedy faced any repercussions for his actions, which would otherwise be fireable at a minimum due in part to the intervention of his powerful ally, Lisa Vanderpump, who has served as his protector. Now, so then now they are painting this story and they are adding a lot of, I don't know if it's really context here, but they are now dragging DJ James Kennedy, Evolution and Bravo, uh, throwing out the violent outburst throwing out, uh, you know, facts about a star that is not named at this time in this lawsuit. Now, Kristen Doty, that is her story to tell. I do know, we do know she had gone through a very bad relationship with him. That is Kristen Doty's story to tell. And I do believe she has one to tell. Now, if that was filmed, that is a different story. And I'm sure that they can obviously ask for those tapes as they have done in other cases. Um, and there is a world and I, which I do believe Lisa does protect the men of vendor pump rules. I do say that all the time in 2021, after three seasons as a recurring character, Levis was cast as a lead at the same time. However, Levis was in a vulnerable state due to the breakdown of her engagement with Kennedy, which was catalyzed by his chronic substance abuse, emotional instability, and controlling behavior. While she had previously moderated her alcohol intake because of Kennedy's heavy drinking, Levis began drinking much more heavily in the aftermath of their breakup. Levis was encouraged to do so by production in Sandoval, who believed it would make for better television and readily provided alcohol for consumption. Um, you know, Rachel Levis, how old is she? How old is Rachel? She's in her 30s and her late 20s. Um, and this is a similar thing with Leah as well, saying she was encouraged. You know, I think uh, part of the AA program as well is taking personal responsibility for your own behavior. And I think Rachel, what I was impressed even on her podcast is her taking responsibility for her own behavior. Um, now, there is a world in which you can get enraptured by the bright lights and, you know, fame of Hollywood and reality stardom, even though. Essentially, we know that is kind of silly and we see the after effects of all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm sure and we've seen it that she was thrilled to be on Vanderpump Rules. She really was starting to really dig it, was really getting off on it, you know, and encouraged to drink. Um, you know, unfortunately, I'm not privy to those conversations when I have seen them film. I've seen production be very responsible from my own eyes, but that's just so rarely that I have seen that. Um, I do know they care about the people they film with. Even when we don't like those characters, produ production seems to care about them. Um, so I do know that uh, from the minimal uh, knowledge that I have about it. Um, but also some of this is Rachel's um, responsibility, just like DJ James Kennedy, when she threatened to leave him if he didn't stop drinking, that was his responsibility to do that. So there is this element of personal responsibility that nobody can make you do these things, even if it is suggested that it makes you look cooler if you do, and it makes for better reality television. By season 10, Kennedy had resumed drinking again and picked up a new girlfriend weeks after his breakup with Levis. 
All of this caused untold harm to Levis's mental health and including her to drink more and leaving her vulnerable to what followed. It'd be great in the court papers. if It was like Tom's band. Isn't that good? Uh, no, it says by season 10, Kennedy had resumed. Oh, sorry. Levis began confiding in Tom Sandoval, a former bartender at Sir and a cast member since the show first season. Sandoval had been in a relationship with another cast member, Ariana, since 2014, imbibed and emotionally raw. God, I should change my podcast to that. Imbibed and emotionally raw with Ryan Bailey. Levis began to rely heavily on Sandoval for emotional support. Sandoval, in turn, began confiding in Levis about the dire state of his relationship, describing it as a business partnership and casting it, it casting its end as foregone. Notwithstanding, Maddox and Sandoval had been living together in Valley Village, Los Angeles. Now, also, we have proven that Tom is a natural-born liar, and he was probably telling things to people and Rachel to try to hook up with them. Like, oh, dude, no, it's like gone, dude. If uh, well, That's like pretty much over, dude. I mean, there is a world in which we do know that Tom was saying those things. And some of those he's starting to admit or has admitted in the past. On or about August 10th, 2022, Levis and Sandoval began sleeping together. The affair can, wow, these court papers get spicy. Uh, the affair continued a pace as Sandoval's relationship with Maddox further deteriorated to Tom. Although purportedly secret, the affair was in fact well known to many cast members and suspected by others. Are you talking about Tom Schwartz? Yeah, Sandoval told Tom Schwartz. Levis, I want to know way more information about Article 21 right here. Levis and Sandoval were not particularly discreet. Yeah, they were fucking sloppy. They were fucking in the front, like on the, the front driveway in a car. Uh, Levis and Sandoval were not particularly discreet. Levis is informed and believes. And on such information and belief alleges that Maddox knew about it as early as the fall of 2022. So that verbiage is interesting. Levis is informed and believes. So she was informed. Was she informed by Tom who was lying? But she believes it. But this also then directly goes against what Rachel has said on her own podcast about that, about knowing now that Ariana didn't know. I mean, she said this. We have this footage. Um, instead, in December of indeed, in December of 2022, Maddox scolded Levis and Sandoval for being handsy in public, admonishing them to save the story for season 11. OK. You know, it is it must be frustrating uh, that anybody can say anything about anybody in this day and age. And I mean, it's always been this, that way. Right. But from knowing Ariana a little bit, it's just not her. She was never, I mean, like, like she was just not that person of like, save it for season 11. This will be good on camera. You guys have watched the show. She wasn't the person that fucking like caused drama or like, like, come on. You can't just change a person's complete character because you want them to believe a certain outcome and people are primed to hate Ariana because pretty much misogyny is like, you know, go hand in hand with this world sometimes. Like, I just, this part is so far-fetched to me. Like, and I, you know, it's like, prove it. Okay, see you in trial. At the time, Vanderpump Rules was facing an uncertain future. Interest among the public had waned. And the plot had grown stale. They did a funeral for Dog the Lizard. No, that doesn't do that, but they should. Maddox in particular was reportedly on the chopping block, which that would be interesting. Keep Tom, leave Ariana out. 
In the absence of a sticky new storyline, there is every reason to believe Vanderpump Rules would have been canceled. Maddox was as aware of these pressures as Sandoval and both were heavily invested financially and reputationally in the show remaining on the air. By extension, if their relationship was already on the rocks and if Sandoval was intent on brazenly carrying out an illicit affair with another cast member, they had every incentive to leverage these salacious threads into the storyline Vanderpump Rules so desperately needed. That is precisely what happened in a series of otherwise unlikely events. But it's like the Jack stuff. We do know Jax has cheated. We do know that is the type of person that he has been in the past. We also know that Sandoval has a gigantic ego, even though he's saying that he's not a narcissist. We see him cry every week about how unfair everything is. Do you really think he has thrown himself on the pyre for the overall good of Vanderpump rules? At a certain point, you don't think he'd be like, it's too much. It was fucking fake, you guys. I mean, Ariana's on Broadway. You think he's just being a noble gentleman and not revealing that this was all fucking staged? We've got to use our heads at some point with this shit. Like, honestly, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm yelling at myself, but it's like so frustrating because, you know, it's like I'm excited. Prove it. Let's go to trial. I want to hear all of the information that you have. Hmm. Sandoval and Maddox record and distribute illicit videos of Levis. On or about March 1st, 2023, Sandoval was performing with his cover band at TomTom in West Hollywood when his phone purportedly fell from his pocket and slid unlocked or otherwise fully accessible into the crowd. It was reportedly retrieved by an attendee and handed over to Maddox, who searched it and found sexually explicit videos of Levis. We've heard this story on multiple podcasts about Ariana from her mouth and this whole story. Levis is informed and believes and on such information and belief alleges that the explicit videos were recorded by Sandoval without her knowledge or consent in or around February of 2023. The two videos Levis has seen depict her in a state of undress and masturbating. However, given Sandoval's apparent practice of secretly recording their video calls, Levis has every reason to assume there are additional illicit videos and or photographs of her that she has not yet seen. And he was doing this. Wasn't he doing this over Schwartz's place? That poor apartment. Um, Levis is informed and believes and on such information and belief alleges that Maddox obtained at least two illicit videos of Levis and distributed them and or showed them to others without Levis's knowledge or consent. At a minimum, Maddox circulated the illicit videos to herself and Levis because Ariana did say she sent it to herself and then immediately texted Levis and been like, what the fuck? You're dead to me. So that's another confusing thing. If this was something that, uh, you know, Tom and Ariana knew, why would she then say you're dead to me, send the video to herself, send the video to Levis and go, you're dead to me. And I think Ariana has admitted to this. She also immediately informed production about what she had found. In addition, many other individuals have demonstrated intimate familiarity with their contents, leading Levis to believe the circle of recipients is wider. I mean, we all... (laughs) Uh, I have always been told that this was not passed around. Um, But I would imagine if you say somebody was touching themselves inappropriately, we could kind of visualize what that potentially would look like. Right. Um, But still horrible, horrible that Tom videoed that to begin with, without her permission. Levis battered after Maddox steals and sends illicit videos. So now we're bringing the Sheena of it all into it. On the night of March 1st, Levis was in New York with another cast member, Sheena Shea, taping Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Sheena was just on this podcast the day before. Man, that's great. Having finished filming, Levis and Shea were 
at a bar when Levis received a text from Maddox. You are dead to me. Alongside the message were the two videos of Levis that Maddox discovered on Sandoval's phone. Levis experienced a swirl of emotions in response, including shock and fear. Shock because she did not know Sandoval had recorded pornographic videos of her. Fear because those videos were now in the hands of someone who hated her guts and was out for blood. She was terrified Maddox would leak them on the internet. See, okay, like I'm not a girl, so I can't speak to this. Um, I'm sure that is a very scary thing. Um, and also knowing that you did something to make somebody hate you is probably really even scarier if they have information on you. Uh, reacting to the revelation and apparent shock and anger, Shay violently assaulted Levis, shoving her aggressively into a brick wall, punching her in the face and throwing her phone into the street. The blow to Levis's face caused a rupture above her left eyebrow and severe swelling and bruising above her left eye. Levis was told by a treating physician that her busted brow would permanently scar. <clears throat> Shake and Levis flew home the next day and informed her family of what was happening. Bravo and Evolution capitalize on Scandaval and cover up defendants' illegal acts. News of the affair and its aftermath dubbed Scandaval broke on March 3rd, 2023, when TMZ first reported the affair. This initial reporting was quickly followed by a torrent of follow-up stories. By March 4th, tabloids had already begun reporting on the pornographic videos of Levis citing unnamed sources. Although filming for season 10 had already wrapped, Bravo and Evolution had a camera crew ready to shoot the next day. They borrowed that camera crew from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Scandal captured the public's attention in a massive way, went completely viral on March, uh, without exaggeration, one of the most hated women in America. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Is that a crime? She did something. Yeah. Uh, we are allowed to still feel things about people in this world, and people are allowed to come back from those things. You know, our feelings are allowed to vacillate. And that's part of the social contract you sign when you sign a contract to do a reality show about your life and set events in your life. On March 4th, 2023, the day after the news of the affair had broken, production directed Levis to film with Sandoval at her Los Angeles apartment. With cameras rolling, Levis confronted Sandoval for secretly recording pornographic videos of her and storing them unprotected on his phone. God, this guy loves being unprotected. Sandoval had not only invaded her privacy and breached her trust, but had also left her enormously vulnerable to a nightmare scenario of the videos leaking on the internet. Sandoval responded to Levis's fury with cowardice and lies. <clears throat> she, uh, scumbags and cheaters! Claiming falsely that he had obtained permission to record her. Seeing that Levis was having none of it, however, Sandoval ultimately offered a reluctant admission and a sheepish apology. Um, so are we to believe this is the scene where we saw where they went and like hugged each other. Uh, anyway, Sandoval was clearly rattled after filming ended and erratic and unsettled. Sandoval refused to leave Levis's apartment in spite of her requests. Levis was forced to have her sister and brother-in-law pick her up and drive her to their home. That day, Levis retained an attorney to mitigate the risk of the illicit videos leaking. This is a different attorney than the Bethany attorney she has now. That day, Levis retained an, uh, an attorney to mitigate. Okay. Once at her sister's home, Levis turned off her phone for two days, hoping the heat would die down. However, media reports suggested Sandoval was in a panic over the on-camera confrontation with Levis. Specifically, he was concerned that being accused of recording non-consensual pornography would paint him in a negative light. <laughs> Sandoval reportedly threatened to cease all further filming for the show unless he was granted editing rights over the scene. Shockingly, Bravo and Evolution obliged his demand. The scene was selectively edited to omit any mention of Sandoval's illicit recording or Levis's lack of consent. Remember, 
him recording this, the season had already wrapped filming. This wasn't a part of this. It wasn't a part of the show. wasn't part of the story has still not been part of the story. I don't know if this is true. If they have that film, they will have to turn it over. Um, and I mean, is there a world in which they're like, what the fuck, dude, we can't air any of this shit. No, that's disgusting. I, I don't know what the laws are in regards to that. Um, this was part of a pattern and practice of Bravo and evolution, throwing Levis under the bus in favor of Sandoval. Now, I do think this lawsuit is against Ariana and Tom, but it also seems to now be painting a big enough picture that it can fall right into Bethany's reality reckoning. So it's an important part of these papers that they're trying to give us this information to paint the overall picture. Recording someone engaged in sex acts without their consent is a crime, and Sandoval appears to have admitted it on camera, portraying the confrontation as it actually occurred instead of protecting sleazy Sandoval sleazy Sandoval would not only have been truthful. It would have been also been good television, but Bravo and evolution had apparently decided that Levis would be their sacrificial lamb throughout the ordeal. They have sanitized the story to ensure Levis would be seen as the arch villain. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like Sandoval. I don't know. I feel like that's, is that, can I use hearsay? Is that, can I, I feel like that's more of an opinion than a fact. Cause Tom Sandoval to me always looked like the worst one. I thought Rachel was disgusting, but she did something disgusting. I mean, we can't be like gaslit into thinking now everything was hunky dory. On March 7th, Levis's attorney sent out a cease and desist letters to the cast regarding the distri distribution of the non-consensual illicit videos. This is when send it to Darrow, baby. When that moneymaker started, the letters promptly leaked. Levis also filed a police report and applied for temporary restraining order against Shay, the cast member who had assaulted her. Despite initially bragging about having punched Levis, Shay began to adamantly deny in public. She can't even make a fist with the nails. She accused Levis of lying and abusing the court system. This was in spite of Shay's own private and televised admission of guilt and Levis's visible facial injuries. By March 10th, Levis had decided to check herself into a mental health facility. Sandoval, for his part, tried to talk her out of it and begged her to participate in the reunion. Levis reluctantly agreed to wait on the condition that a mental health professional be on set in case things got out of hand. Given her fragile mental state and the fury brewing among the cast, Bravo agreed, then changed its mind. Levis then requested her publicist and confidant, Juliet Harris, be permitted to attend. Bravo agreed and then again changed its mind. By that point, the reunion was the next day. Too soon for Levis to pull out, and she had no reasonable alternative but to participate. She also feared the legal implications of refusing to appear, giving the draconian terms of her contract. Well, I do want some proof. I want some text messages. I want some proof. Uh, the contract, guys, contracts are draconian. Have you read some contracts? Have you read even legal papers? This is draconian. Like, come on. Like, it's a contract she signed. Um, so she appeared and so did, and so she did, but without the support she felt she needed and that Bravo had previously offered to provide. Now we have all of the photos. We had that reunion, then black smoking in the parking lot, Rachel vaping at the same time, press coverage was slanted decidedly against Levis, right? Oh, <sighs> I mean, eventually what they're really just going to do is just make us so sick of all of this that nobody watches any Bravo show ever, which I think was part of the overall plan of reality reckoning of just burn it all down. Like I said, okay. So other cast members were vilifying her in interviews and waging a public campaign against her on social media. They could not have done so without the blessing of Bravo, which pre-approves all cast media appearances and exercises tight control over public messaging. Yes. And no, they were all going rogue. Like, honestly, that's not true. It's not true. Remember when Sheena did the interview with me, 
she was able to do it without Bravo reps on the line. And that's why it was a great conversation because usually Bravo reps are on there to make sure people don't go too far in interviews. So that is not true. That's not true. Now it might be, but it was not then with that cast. They were like off to the races. Um, Bravo had clearly decided this feeding frenzy was good for ratings, which it was. And is that, I don't know, that's not a crime. Like I said, this is a corporation in business. This is IP. This is intellectual property at this point. Various cast members in Bravo itself also released their own Scandaval merchandise to cash in on the explosion of interest, including an I Survive Scandaval long sleeve shirt currently available for sale on Bravo's website. That's good that they promote the shirt. That's nice. It is clear that Bravo deliberately sacrificed Levis for the sake of its commercial interests from it. Okay, this is they sacrificed. If you want to use this verbiage in these terms, they sacrificed Sandoval as well. It's fucking called Scandaval. It's not called Levisable. Isn't that actually a really good name now that I think about it? But what I'm saying, though, they also let Sandoval have the opportunity to come back this season and have a potential redemption season. Even that's not going that great, but they've given him that opportunity in that forum and they were going to do the same thing to Rachel. I think she ultimately made the smart move about not doing it. But now that I see she's doing all this, why didn't she just go ahead and do it? But they were going to afford her that same opportunity. Um, Interest from its refusal to allow her the opportunity to tell her side of the story and defend herself, which she repeatedly begged her permission to do. I want more information on that because she did the sit down with Andy. She did the reunion. um, And then eventually she did the Bethany Frankel podcast. I think it was in August. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Or maybe it was July. Without exception, her pleas fell on deaf ears. As a result of this asymmetrical coverage, the public was not made aware of the extent to which Levis was victimized by the ordeal or the toll it was taken on her mental state. But that's like with any kind of scandal. It's just that obviously this one was on TV. But we all go through certain things in our own lives, too, that people don't realize what the actual person is going through until much later, right? That's sometimes just life. Um As the feeding frenzy reached a crescendo, Levis was subjected to a gag order prohibiting her from discussing Sandoval's gross invasion of her privacy, Maddox's vengeful response, Bravo's cover-up, or the veracity of her allegations of physical assault against Shay, who was publicly calling her a liar. I can't wait to see the documentation on all this, accusing her of playing the victim and being falsely backed up by others. In sum, while the rest of the cast savaged Levis's reputation and lied about her in the press, drumming up not only interest in Vanderpump rules, but also hatred of her, Levis herself was involuntarily silent, muzzled by Bravo for the sake of its ratings. While all of this may have been good for ratings, it was catastrophic for Levis, the human being who was forced into high, but she didn't even know who she was at this point. It seems like Rachel Levis was like a balloon floating in the air. It was like, like a paper bag. Like, what is that Katy Perry song? Do you, do you ever feel like a paper bag? You know, like, did you ever feel like a plastic bag? 
Uh, I feel like she's finding out who she is now, but I just, God, I just hope once again, she is not being used as a pawn by somebody more powerful than her. It's another power dynamic gone, gone awry. Uh, while the rest of the cast savage, Levis's reputation and lied about her in the press, drumming up not only interest in blah, 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 um, she was muzzled by Bravo for the sake of its ratings. While all of this may have been good for ratings, it was catastrophic for Levis, the human being who was forced into hiding and subjected to death threats directed at her and her family. Sandoval, on the other hand, received a development deal from Bravo for a job well done along with a pay raise. Yeah, death threats suck. I've had a couple. It's not fun. It's not. I get that. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, Andy Cohen's exploits uh, Levis's fragile mental state. Okay, now we're going to the Andy of it. He's not one of the law, you know, people named in this, but we have a whole section on him. As expected, the reunion was a train wreck for Levis of epic proportions. Yeah, because she can't speak publicly. She's finally learning how to do it on her podcast, but she's not a good communicator at that point. With full knowledge of her then dire mental state, Bravo and Annie Cohen took no steps to mitigate Levis's abuse, even as Cohen himself expressed concern about her mental health going into the reunion. One fellow cast member, Katie Maloney, has been openly threatening to light her on fire. Yes, there was a storyline about her trying to hook up with her ex-husband, which was a recent divorce. Shay had violently assaulted her during the reunion itself. Levis was on the receiving end of unrelenting missives, diabolical, demented, subhuman, which, by the way, I love that Schwartz used the subhuman line a couple episodes ago. A poo-poo head. Fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish you nothing but the worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person on you. Yeah. Ariana, you cheated on like, yes, you're going to hear some bad words. And by the way, Rachel has said her behavior was repugnant. As she was berated, abused, and dehumanized by the rest of the cast above all Maddox, Levis remained largely silent, silent and stoic in apparent shock. Later, Cohen later remarked, remarked glibly that he did not know how long she would last on set and chalked up her apparent stoicism to being really medicated. But Cohen and Bravo already knew that Levis was indeed medicated, something neither surprisingly nor remotely funny in light of what was happening to her. Uh, F, Bravo and Evolution sabotaged Levis's recovery. By the time of the reunion, Levis was utterly battered physically and mentally, and shortly thereafter, she checked into a mental health treatment facility and remained there for three months. Even in treatment, however, Levis could not escape from the claws of Bravo and Evolution. She was warned repeatedly by them to not breach her confidentiality obligations, which contained no exceptions for medical treatment or therapy. As a result, Levis was fearful or facing legal of facing legal repercussions for her honesty and was forced to walk on eggshells. This caused extreme stress and severely stunned her progress in treatment. Unfortunately, uh, that did nothing to stop the vitriol. When Levis checked into treatment, she gave her dog, Graham, to her parents for safety. Yep, that's you, buddy. Levis's family handed him over to a no-kill rescue and requested its discretion given the intense public scrutiny of Levis. Instead of rehoming Graham, as promised, the rescue organization, knowing full well that Kennedy had a history of animal abuse, contacted Lisa Vanderpump, who gave Graham back to Kennedy. That's what I've been saying in the recaps. If you listen to that first episode of Rachel Goes Rogue, she talks about not wanting it back with James Kennedy. And I do think that is kind of a, a weird thing uh, to begin with. Uh, even though, you know, they seem to be very happy. DJ James Kennedy is like, you know, hippie is the love of my life. And Ali, I love him. I'm a great dog owner. All of them with Bravo's blessings then seeded a false and malicious narrative that Levis had tried to get the dog put down. At around this time, rumors were circulating 
also seated by Bravo and the cast that Levis was actually on vacation and had faked her hospitalization. Illustrating the depths of moral turpitude, Bravo refused to publicly acknowledge that Levis was, in fact, that in inpatient mental health treatment, presumably for fear such disclosure would undermine the storyline. Not only would they not do so, they prohibited Levis through her publicist from doing so. All of this caused even more public scorn of Levis, further unjustified harm to her reputation and increased threats to her and the family's physical safety. We would need documentation on all of this. Uh, in short, Levis has been battered and broken. I don't know how to say that word in service of a salacious storyline. Unsurprisingly, Bravo and evolution badly wanted her to return for season 11. So they still wanted her, right? So they're like trying to clamp her down, but they want her back for the season. However, it was abundantly clear that they completely failed to understand or appreciate the toll Scandal had taken on her. They warned her unironically that she must return to avoid having her story told by others and reaffirmed her prohibition against speaking to the press on her own terms. But the depths of her mistreatment in season 10 went far beyond what is acceptable even in reality television. And Levis knew that returning to the show meant risking a descent back into the depths of despair from which she had just emerged. Meanwhile, everybody else got what they wanted. Vanderpump Rules remains on the air, continuing to milk the storyline Levis catalyzed. It would be great if this papers were like, it's not that great of a season so far. Uh, Sandoval emerged with significantly higher pay and a development deal with Bravo. Oh, I want to know more about that development deal. Maddox... <laughs> Battle of the Band. Oh my God. If they do a fucking reality show about the band, wow. Maddox has become a bona fide darling of pop culture, has a new boyfriend, and is starring on Broadway. Good for her. For real. Good for her. For Levis, the future is less rosy. She can't sing and can't dance. No, it says she brings this suit to vindicate her legal rights, if not to restore her sullied reputation. Okay. So this is the first cause of action, the eavesdropping. She believes that uh, some of the unlawful obtained recordings depict her in a state of undress and engaged in sex acts. Um, Levis is informed of beliefs and on such information and belief alleges that is performing the acts herein alleged. Sandoval acted with oppression, fraud, and malice, or alternatively, that Sandoval acted in such conscious disregard of Levis's right to privacy that as a direct and proximate result of his collective and individual acts, Levis is entitled to punitive damages and an amount to be determined at trial to punish him and to deter such conduct in the future. Uh, second cause of action is the revenge porn. Now, this is against Ariana Maddox and Doe's 1 through 50 inclusive. Now, this is Maddox discovering the sexually explicit videos. Um... Uh, Sandoval recorded those videos. Levis is informed and believes on, on such information and belief alleges that Maddox obtained the videos of Levis from Sandoval's mobile phone without Sandoval's authorization. Levis is informed and believes and on such information and belief alleges that Maddox obtained the videos of Levis from Sandoval blah, 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 and distributed and disseminated distributed and disseminated them to others, including but not limited to Maddox herself, Levis, and other individuals whose identities are not currently known to Levis. But there's 50 of them? This is interesting. Levis is informed and believes blah, blah, blah. the videos may not have received them directly, including but not limited to Bravo evolution, members of the Vanderpump rules cast and other, other individuals whose identities are not currently known to Levis. Levis was not aware that such illicit videos had been captured. Maddox distributed, disseminated, shared and publicized, publicized the illicit videos intentionally and knew or reasonably should have known that she did not have Levis's consent to do uh, consent to do so. It's a real gray area uh, for me personally, because if I was in that situation, I would think I would be so angry that I would do the same thing of like, I found a video like that. I would send it immediately to the person that I was being cheated on with and be like, what the fuck are you fucking doing? Like, I saw it. I have this. 
but that is potentially illegal in the court's eyes. Levis has suffered grave emotionally, psychological, financial, and reputational harm. I think let's just put financial at the top of that. Uh, Levis will suffer and continue to suffer general and special damages alleged herein. So that's directly against Ariana. That's not against Tom, the revenge porn. The third cause of action is invasion of privacy. Um, This is Sandoval, Maddox, and Doe's 1 through 50. Mm. Invasion of privacy, you can't pin that on the show, though, because they signed a contract to be on the show. And then fourth cause of action, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Uh, They go into that. And then prayer for relief for uh, compensatory damages and other special general and consequential damages, according to proof for temporary and permanent injective relief, ordering defendants to cease distribution of illegally obtained recordings of plaintiff, including those depicting her intimate body parts or engaging in sexual acts and ordering the destruction and deletion of all electronic and physical copies of said recordings in their possession, custody or control. Um, for civil penalties pursuant to statute for an award of punitive or exemplary damages, according to proof for costs of suit, attorney fees and expert fees pursuant to statute, including California civil code for pre and post judgment interest in the maximum legal rate for such other and further relief as the court may deem just and proper dated February 29th, the eve before Scandal. The jury demand plaintiff hereby demands a trial by jury on all issues. So triable. Well, let's see if uh, Rachel. (laughs) Oh, God, what a mess. So I don't know if they're wanting this to go to trial or if they're just wanting to try to get a a quick and easy settlement. And also you got to look at the larger picture of how this fits in to the reality reckoning of it all. Right. But that is it. So you can judge from the court documents itself what you feel about what you just heard. Um. Mm. So overall, some of the court papers, um, immediately Rachel's own podcast debunks some of the things in the court papers. So I hope that actually gets brought up. Now, this is a clip that I want you guys to hear from Ariana and Sheena on Ariana's podcast, Shenanigans. About me. They didn't care about me at all. One sec. Sorry, guys. No wonder, Steve. <laughs> sorry. Just trying to find the right clip here. The two of them, they didn't care about me. They didn't care about me at all. They didn't care that Charlotte died. They didn't care my grandma died. No. They didn't care about what this might do to me. They didn't care about what... They, they didn't care at all. Every I love you was a, was a fake. Mm-hmm. Every time I thought we were all joking around having fun, it was a fake. It was like an inside joke between the two of them. I was a joke. I was a fucking joke. And so... Yeah, I'm going to have some pretty harsh words for people who treated me like a literal just piece of trash. Yeah. That didn't care what happened to me at all. And still to this day, I've not been remorseful about it. So mm-hmm. it's like, thank God I'm doing okay. But would they only be remorseful if I wasn't? It's a really good question. We're going to take a quick little break. So I'm going to play another clip from shenanigans in regards to the video and the hoax of it all. 
Now, this was recorded six months ago, and like that last clip you heard was as well. This was after the Bethany Frankel interview with Raquel. Mm-hmm. What she said. Um, and then igniting her doing that ignites all kinds of people on the internet who think that this is like all some sort of hoax, like literally fucking diminish everything I've been through as some sort of hoax, some sort of ratings grab, some sort of whatever. Yeah. And none of those people are harassing my ex to get the fuck out of the house that he wrecked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like even in that regard, I get it and he doesn't. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of that just in general, since the dawn of time, there's definitely been that thing of like, yeah, the women get it harder than yeah. men do. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still season 11 of Homewrecking Horror, you know, the show, mm-hmm. the way it started, it's like, I've never seen really anything negative about Eddie in the press, mm-hmm. yet I'm still getting that. And it's just, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one no, of those things. Very, very true. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's anything Rachel could have done differently in how she's handled the fallout? Um, Like, she could have been honest, you know, from day one, though. She could when- have come to me and said, hey, your boyfriend's hitting on me. Mm-hmm. Like, literally last summer, she could have mm-hmm. come to me and said, you're a really good friend to me, and I need to tell you something that's making me uncomfortable the way that he's acting towards mm-hmm. me. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. I also feel like at any given point during that affair, there could have been a conversation or there could have been a, she could have been like, Hey, Sheena, can you help me mm-hmm. tell her what's going on? Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't be friends with her right. or him, but at least it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wouldn't have been so traumatic in the way that it happened. And then I think now if she, you know, went to this place and came out and if everything had just happened the way it just happened, right? And she went on this exact same podcast and then just didn't talk about me at all. Mm-hmm. That would have been better. Yeah. Because it's kind of like weird how I would be brought into this thing as the, as if I've done anything to either of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You said about how it happened and regarding the video you found on Tom's phone. It seems as though Rachel's more upset at the thought that you might have shared this video with others and that, you know, she's mad at Tom, obviously, for recording it in the first place. Sure. Also, though, contradicts her narrative against women receiving this. Oops, sorry, guys. disproportionate blame Mm. than men but why do you think it seems like she's still kind of protecting tom yes it does but also to be very clear i have not shown i know or sent that video i don't have it Mm. i did not hold on to it for any reason there wasn't sent to the iCloud so that video was gone 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 Mm -hmm. before i ever even called her on the phone yeah and just so everyone knows i saw about maybe five seconds of that i wasn't sitting there like mm. opening popcorn every right. night so i know that she said that that's like that people know about what's in it it's very simple 
Yeah, I mean, there's you, not. Totally I'm not going to get into the details, but there's right. not a lot of details. details. It's very right, straightforward. So it's like I would love to see her name the people you know who have supposedly seen this well that's the thing is it's just like it's really it's really fucked up to try to even my well the other thing is that my lawyer made all of that very clear the second that she sent when she sent a cease and desist to the entire cast as a precaution definitely think that's a great idea Mm -hmm. i think that's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. uh totally understand why that would be sent out Great precaution to take. You should take that precaution. Mm-hmm. My lawyer responded to said precaution with very thorough, very clear information mm-hmm. that proved and showed. It was like, absolutely not. Here you go. Here's proof. All this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of anything, we can all agree if she was recorded without her consent, like, that is a big issue. That is a big you issue, know? and that is something that she should address with him with directly. Him and leave you alone. I kind of want to go... Okay, so there there you are. That's straight from Ariana's mouth in regards to the video, that it was not been shown, and that also she had given that all over to her lawyer initially six months ago. So this part of the lawsuit is something that has potentially already been dealt with. So that part is disappointing as well. And you could then make an argument that emotional distress is now being put on Ariana unjustly, right? Um, so that is very uh, interesting. But we've got Bethany Frankel having a trifecta. You got Brandy, uh, Leah McSweeney, and Raquel, even though I don't think Leah McSweeney is part of Brandy. But these are not uh, reliable narrators. Thank you to Lady Deathstrike uh, Twitter account for sending me this. I really do appreciate that. Um, We'll see. But these lawsuits are potentially dead in the water uh, and and we'll see how it all plays out. But I think they're trying to just fuck with Andy Bravo and wanting some sort of payout. That's how it kind of just reads. But hopefully, you know, maybe there is something not hopefully, but maybe there's something uh, way more at play here that we do not realize. Uh, And once again, if we were talking about the reality reckoning, this is meant to get better working conditions for reality stars. Okay. Two more things before I let you go. I am exhausted. Um, This is from uh, Julie, who I believe listens to the show. uh, And I asked permission to read this. Uh, She says, I think Bethany is making her move. Brandy, Leah, uh, and now reviving the Kathy Griffin Coke comment in regards to Andy Cohen that Kathy Griffin said years ago, holding the two biggest VPR stars in the network hostage, forcing them to oust Andy. So this person thinks this is going to lead to ousting Andy. That's what this is about. They will have no choice but to exit him, which takes a lot of steam out of any of this. So she was saying she thinks there's a potential that NBC Universal Bravo will let Andy go because this would kind of stop a lot of this in its tracks. Uh, And then having to do some settlements, destroy him, destroy the number one show in terms of what people know and recognize. Then she will start her own network. She is speculating. Now, Bethany starting her own network. It's personal with him, with Bethany, and then takes down a lot of Bravo strength. And then she will start a new caring network. Um, There's no reason she would have had any interest, but she's mad and she's going to get revenge on Andy and then Bravo as a whole and then start her own out of the ashes. Uh, This has been my prediction and what we've seen in the last seven days and probably over the next few in the, uh, the move. And then Andy will announce his retirement. And I said, I think a lot of this makes sense. I don't think they will sunset Andy. 
but that definitely seems to be the goal here. Good luck with the Bethany Network, because I'm not sure how many corporations would do television business with her after this and the failure of her HBO, HBO Max reality show. She's tried to sell series for years and hasn't been able to, but I do think that this is part of her plan. Um, and she said, no, I think you're right. They're not going to retire him. I think if there's one more thing, they're probably going to announce suspending him or something because if he retires or they let him go, it's an admission of guilt. So they have to thread the needle. I'm sure his attorneys and agents and their attorneys are working on something right now. I feel badly for him. None of this is a big deal, but it's a move that demands some sort of response. And we've seen Bravo respond to much less. What would be iconic as if he just came out and said, yeah, Brandy was my friend and Kate and I got drunk and called her and who cares? We always talk like that. And yeah. I blow some coke with Luann every now and then. Who cares? But Bravo does not have a history of supporting anybody, really, so it'll be interesting to watch. So these are all great points. I mean, Andy did come out and apologize immediately after that video and said Brandy's response to that showed that she, know, she knew she was joking. Now, of course, this is inappropriate behavior, right? So what will be the recourse on this? And like I said, this is just speculation DMs back and forth. Um, but I do think, you know, what in Bethany's head she really thinks she can do at this point. Um, I, I'm really curious about this. Um, and also the Bethany of it all, because Bethany Frankel, like I said, at the beginning of this announced that the podcast that she did, the Rewives Housewives podcast, which so many people had done at that point, she was putting on ice. Now, this is a clip of Bethany talking about that cloud over the, you guys are right when you've said why are you still talking about it if you left? It's a great question. And I never really, is. really felt great about doing it. Jill, my publicist. Why do you do something if you don't feel great about it, Bethany? So is it because of money? To separate you from that. And now you're walking back into it. And I thought it's different because I am talking to different interesting people. She never really loved it, to be fair. And I don't know if I ever really loved it, to be fair, also. I always felt a little cringe, respectfully. And like, I'm now talking about something that I don't even want to talk. I love when people like after the fact, you know, I never liked it to begin with. I always felt cringe, you know, like, did you feel cringe when you were like sucking down seafood, chomping on it on your TikTok videos? Did that feel cringe ever in retrospect? About just for this show it wasn't really a natural interest. And as of late, there has been so much dirt and garbage and crap like a dark cloud over which Bethany is helping bring to light space, this medium, this vehicle and entertainment. It just feels dirty. It always felt somewhat dirty. It got dirtier then it got toxic. And now it's the worst version of a toxic dumpster fire. And I don't want to be associated with it in any way. And I don't, I just want to sue over it in every way even want to have people on who are currently on it unless we're talking about their kids or their motherhood or something else i just noble don't need to trash it i just don't want to be associated she trashes with it. it every day and i want to work on shows and projects that my daughter would be proud of that are a good role model for her that are good good luck I called iHeart today and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this show anymore. And they said, amazing. Let's do one of the other shows you've wanted to do. So I really am grateful to iHeart for this platform where if I don't want to talk about it, they don't want to air it. If I'm not passionate about it, 
or it's not important to me, they don't want to do it. So I'm really, really lucky to have such an amazing partner that I can call. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I would like to be. Oh, my God. Oh, Bethany, get out of your own ass. Anyways, folks, that is an emergency episode going over all the court documents, Jackson, Brittany, Bethany, Frankel, and I'm sure there's going to be so much stuff over the weekend, but I am going to Chicago to celebrate my best friend's birthday, and I need to get a couple hours of sleep before I head to the airport, which good luck. I hope nothing breaks overnight, but I wanted to get this out to you. Um, hopefully this helps clarify some things. I know it's not going to clarify everything. And of course you're going to have your own opinions on all of this. You might think Rachel is making the best move of her life. You might think Bethany Frankel is the hero that we all need. That is totally up to you, how you, um, process any of this information for yourself. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts and I hope you have the best weekend ever. Try to go out there and touch some grass. I'm going to try to. Uh, drink something good, eat something great, tell people you love them, talk to friends, spend some time by yourself, um, uh, you know, read, watch scripted television maybe, and then I'll see you bright and early on Monday for a pop culture roundup. Love you guys. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.